You've reached the party line. In a moment, you'll be connected to a hot party. No, no, no. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Lester and Eliza's. <laughs> I was thinking of it all day today. Uh, hello. Welcome to Lester and Eliza's Crash Course in Depravity, a Simpsons podcast. Uh, I'm Lester, aka Mike, and. I'm Eliza. My name's Kristen. And here we analyze two Simpsons episodes, usually two, sometimes we change format, where there's a common theme between the two, whether it be a character, a storyline. Either way, we like to dabble in the golden years. There is debate on what the golden years are. For the sake of our podcast, we're saying seasons 1 to 10, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's about right. I don't give a shit. You think it's earlier, later? I don't oh, care. No, this no, no, I doing. think 1 to 13. This is what we're doing. I don't know. I I know a lot of people hate the beginning of season 9, but I like season 9, so fuck yeah. yourself. This is what we're doing. And then we <laughs> consider everything new. When we say new would be 11 onwards basically like post 2002 or one even i guess i don't know whatever season 11 was yeah. i guess yeah so that's how we are grading it um we talk about a lot of other stuff as well um yeah you're gonna have to deal with a lot of our in-between talk which trails off a lot but usually ties itself back into the simpsons or if not it will be something it might I don't be know, about probably 90s 2000 culture might be Garfield. I hate Mondays. I was just going to say. Might be Ska. Might be Sublime specific. Might be some, some heavy reason. Operation Ivy. We <laughs> talk on here at some point. <laughs> and, and of course, while we watch these bad episodes, what we consider bad, and I think a lot of people consider bad. Some we, are okay. Yes. You know what? We've gone through a we few. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. We know from what we've watched that mostly they're bad. But sometimes they're. Sometimes there's some glimmers of hope or like a sign that they were still there's still some simpsons that we like within or just literally anything we like something something yeah we like yeah that too keep talking about energy drinks i guess this school because we both need this to keep us alive rockstar super sours it's not sour do you think this is sour no but i have had Someone energy. insisted this was sour to me. Because Christian has a rock star energy drink, and it's green apple. Which, green apple, my favorite artificial flavor, actually. It doesn't actually. really taste like anything in particular. It me. has that soury taste and, like, a bit of a Granny Smith apple to it. But I will say I've had way more sour energy drinks that I didn't like. Like, there's, like, a blueberry one I had that was really sour, and I'm like, who if, could enjoy this? If it didn't say it was supposed to be sour on the can, I wouldn't know it was supposed to be sour. It's a pretty I tame was, sour. I started, I bought them because I was like, if it's sour, it probably won't be so sweet. <laughs> and that was really my main priority. But I think it's it's fine. Yeah, it's Yeah, fine. no, it has, it's good. It's one of those, um, like, you yeah. can really feel it destroy your teeth as you drink it, but that's fine. You gotta swish it around, get it all up in your gums, yeah. get it all up in everything. Yeah, make sure every make part. Make sure it's in your your tooth socket. Um, but socket. yeah, speaking of sweet, uh, this is our Valentine's Day episode. Happy Valentine's Day. It wow, absolutely it's is. it's Love Day. It is Love Day, which we almost confused for an episode and did. We did but... think that. We thought, uh, the Sir Loves a Lot, the bear that loves to love, and, uh... But that was the the rejected one. Homer wanted Sir Hug and Kiss. The and, one you said. And that yeah, Love Day, 
Yeah, that was the one. And did that have? No, I'm thinking of another. Is that the one that has a poo in the chocolate? No, 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 no. That's that was that's one. legit Valentine's Day. So that oh, one, right, that's right. the I'm with Cupid episode. Yeah. What do you think about Valentine's Day in general? You like Valentine's uh, Day? I it, I'm very impartial to it. I know a lot of people are like, "Fuck it, anti Valentine's Day weekend or something." But I'm just like, whatever. If you're in a relationship and both of you care or one of you cares, it's like it's whatever. But if you're also like super like into it and treat it like Christmas too, it's kind of weird. But right, what do you feel about it? I I feel the same way, honestly. Um, other people put a lot of value in it. I'm not mad about it. Um, probably <laughs> is worthwhile to mention that um, special guest slash the permanent third member Sam. Mm-hmm. is indies because we live together because we've been in a relationship for 10 years 10 years has yeah. it been 10 already yeah it's over 10 wow. years, it was 10 years i might have known you guys half of that that's crazy yeah yeah because uh, residents you would have met in residence right in yep. college we wow are, since we were 19 and we're 29 so wow we spent all of our 20s together thank you that's me clapping not them. <laughs> they they refuse to applaud their own relationship but i, I thought i needed to uh, thank you. There was definitely a time, like, earlier on where, like, I would be very antsy about both anniversary and Valentine's Day. We kind of started for Valentine's Day, we would just stay in and kind of, like, I don't know, make dinner here and, like, dress up as if we were going out because it's such a pain in the ass to go out. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a thing we did. I like that idea better. Although I am we picturing didn't... you both, like, dressed up really nice, taking the trash out front to your place, and then just coming right back up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love that. Yes. I love that idea. That's yeah, and it's not a complete like. There's this whole anti Valentine's Day thing where I'm just like, I don't have the energy to care. It's always been a thing where like, people either like to tell you how much they love Valentine's Day or how much they don't right. love Valentine's. There was definitely Day. a time when I was like, I hate Valentine's. Yeah, I think everybody Day. goes through that. When I was like a teenager, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we. So Valentine's Day, we're both, like, kind of neutral on it, I guess. Like, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't really... It has origins in the Roman festival of Lupercalia. Oh, that. Held in mid-February, the festival, which celebrated the coming of spring. Yes, it will definitely be spring soon. Oh my god, please. Included fertility rights and the pairing off of women with men by lottery. Happy Valentine's Day. At the Just end of like the f- we do now. At the end of the 5th century, Pope Gelasius Gel- I replaced Lupercalia with St. Valentine's Day. You, I mean, you guys all know this. Did any of these guys wear like a white robe and shoot arrows? Okay, well, it's funny you should ask that because... Some, yeah, some shit came up about Cupid, so we got, you know, Valentine's, commonly depict Cupid, the Roman god of love, and I was like, wait, really? Because is a, the Roman god of love is this, like, naked baby flying around with arrows? That's kind of strange. Yeah, I'd And say. so I looked more into that, and it seems like the answer is basically yes. Like, sometimes he's depicted more of a youth, but, like, otherwise... Like Bart's age. He is boyish because love is irrational. But they are also, like, he is the god of erotic desire. So, so, yeah, I guess, I don't know, this, like, naked arrow baby is, it's I don't know, flying around with 
sexual I feel like arrows. Valentine's Day. Most holidays with an origin, I'm just like, I'll read it over and over and go, I don't know what this is supposed to mean. Like Halloween, it has like 15 different meanings, and I don't understand any of them. Hallow's Eve, yeah, I don't know. Um, like Sam Hain and like all this Well, and then shit. speaking of Cupid, so there's this like ominous like card from 1908 that I saw. To my Valentine, I wonder, Cupid, when on the hunt, will you capture the one I want? That's kind of threatening. Capture? That's it. Let me look at it. Oh, and I don't like their hair and their outfits. But that's it, and that's why I was like, oh, it's the Roman god of love. It's just, like, this flying baby. But, yeah, that's it, so... Your top three Valentine's Day treats. Okay, in no order, I like the taste of candy hearts. Like, with the... Not the cinnamon ones, though. Nothing spicy. I don't like spicy candy. I mean, they're... You're chitter chat i don't know oh we speaking of which we have valentine's candy from the dollar store and and one of these is what i like the candy hearts because they have a taste of them that is not like any other candy i find i agree i also like i don't think it counts necessarily but like a pot of gold the like chocolates sure i like yeah i like fruit based chocolate so the orange ones or the strawberry or cherry ones Mm. Chocolate covered cherries are like a Halloween or Halloween or a, I wish a Valentine's Day thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um number 3 uh Oh god, I can't even think. I remember once ordering a pizza from Pizza Pizza and it was in the shape of a heart? heart and it was only because it was cheaper and I was like, but I think I got less food out of it. You did. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I guess we have some overlap. Pizza, pizza. There was a Valentine's Day um, that my roommates and I were looking at the heart-shaped pizza pizzas, and we did realize that, uh, yeah, it's you're paying like the same amount for your heart-shaped, like very small pizza than you would be for a regular size pizza. And it's already pizza, pizza, which is like not great. Yeah, so we just ordered pizza from Pizza Hub. Nice um. <laughs> Pizza Hub shout out. You want to be a sponsor, Pizza Hub? Go yeah, right ahead. Pizza Hub. I miss the curry and the dough Rexdale. that you put in and mm. all the free stuff you'd sketchy give me that yeah that being said i've never actually had a heart-shaped pizza but if i had to pick my top three um valentine's day treats i'm not a big sweets person so honestly like things that i've not received but i know exist is there is apparently a ketchup dorito bouquet what? And I love ketchup Doritos. Oh, really? I didn't know this about you. And you love bouquets, I'm sure. I do love bouquets. I love <laughs> they, flowers. Flowers are really nice. They come nice. together. Wow. I can't eat flowers, so that's nice. Like Homer. Pickle bouquets are another thing, apparently. Really? And I love pickles, so I'd love that as well. Um, and then I had, like... <laughs> so I was going to say chocolate-covered marshmallows, and I know you oh, said you hate right. those. Yeah, I said fuck But I love those. Um, but then I was also started, and then I was like, well, I actually love chocolate covered strawberries. And then I started thinking about actually like a, <laughs> there's a thing on Love After Lockup. Um, it wasn't the season we were watching, but, um, so the man was like the ex, uh, prisoner and the woman wants to get married immediately, like as the non-jail person, like always tends to desire for whatever reason. So it was her birthday. She's already all mad at him. And... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. 
she's having some kind of like big like patio birthday with all her like family and friends and she's opening a gift from him and it's like this singular like melted chocolate covered strawberry that's been sitting in the oh sun all day and he thinks it's so funny and she's just like the fuck is this and I thought I like I screamed. It was she so should have funny. mushed it on his. Face. I'm gonna have to see this clip at some. Oh, point. Oh yeah, that we got. Like I said, we gotta watch the first season. So oh my god, that was very funny. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, what do you like better, chocolate covered strawberries or cherries? I don't think I've ever really had cherries in a fresh state, so I'm gonna say the strawberries, because I think if it's cherries, oh yeah, I it's guess always, it's been like in a box. Yeah, and it's like some kind of like maraschino Man. cherry, and I think. I think I'd probably like it if it was a fresh cherry, but I've I haven't had that. So see, I yeah, I was picturing a maraschino, and I was like, oh, I'd probably go yeah, for that first. But sweet. I do like I do too like preserved. chocolate covered strawberries. I do, yeah, I like that. I don't think I really like any other chocolate covered fruit. I think it's probably just strawberries. Mm. Do you like chocolate orange? Yes. Okay, that good. I do like chocolate orange. There's people yeah. that detest. I know. It, no, we talked. I think we talked about chocolate orange. I like yeah. chocolate orange. Terry's shout out. That's I the thing I get every. Mocha. Starbucks was a very good drink. Oh, I don't think I've... That's something I would actually try. It was really good. It was... I mean, yeah, because you got you got your orange, you got your chocolate, and you got coffee, and you got... You know, you know chocolate and coffee is good, but then orange and coffee, you're like, ooh, that's kind of crazy, but it was good. I've... Yeah. The only thing I disapprove of that was orange-flavored was once I was at a Walmart, and they had a... Uh, like, you know, they're like kind of fresh food section, like grocery section. Yeah. They had like these chocolate milks, like little cartons and they were like flavored ones. And I got the orange, I got the orange milk. It was even orange chocolate milk. It was orange milk. I and it was, don't want that. Like the first sip I went, I should have seen this coming. This was awful. And they also had a blueberry one, which I'm glad I didn't try. Ew. I don't. I don't think anyone If it was chocolate milk that. with a hint of orange, that would have worked better. But, yeah. So, wait, did you name your three, then? Chocolate covered strawberries. Well, I have... No, my, my ketchup Doritos, my pickles, yeah. and then my <laughs> chocolate covered strawberries. Although, then I would have a shout-out to the, the Conversation Hearts. Oh, because right. Because they are right. iconic, but they don't really taste that good. Oh, you um, don't like the taste. Well, it depends. I don't know. We haven't these tasted dollar these dollar store ones. Might taste a little different, but we'll I think see. they will because apparently there's been a lot of changes that I I didn't know anything about the Neither history of the. Because uh, they're like a chalky candy, but they're not like a right. That's they're not what like I an Astros or whatever those little. Originally, they were made uh, in 1847. And pretty much, I don't know, they started printing sayings on them in 1866. Wow. Um, The candy was often used for weddings. You throw them at the bride when they're getting into the car? It said they had witty witty sayings such as, Married in pink, he will take a drink. Married in white, you have chosen right. And married in satin, love will not be lasting. That doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> no, and I kind of, I looked up to see if there was any other context to these things, and there's not. So I don't really understand what those mean, because, like, married in pink, he will take a drink. And satin isn't even a color. It's a No, it's a fabric. Yeah, so what if you're wearing white satin? Does that count? I guess. That means that, there's, I don't know, like, who the hell would want to order candy for your wedding being like, oh, you fucked because you have the 
wool fabric. Was this a rule written by those little weird Roman uh, guys with the arrows? Cupid? Yeah, Cupid. I don't know. The god of love. Maybe. The heart-shaped conversation candies got their start in 1901. Other styles of the candies were lozenges, postcards, horseshoes, watches and baseballs. Horseshoes. That one stands out out of all those. What about baseballs? Because I do, like, we'll get into it later, but Bart's candies that he writes his own words on. Right. I remember that. Like, that's a memory I always have of this episode that we're going to, or of Valentine's Day. Specifically those candies. And it's from pop culture with this show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's just, that's how long of a lasting impression it had. Shall we get into the episodes? Eat the candy. Oh, snack time. Okay. So, while, you know what, before we get into the episodes. Yeah, some of the old ones have Hear some... that? That's. It seems, this seems to be, I guess, different than the the traditional ones. So, like, pretty much they've, like, gone through some changes between, like, I don't know, like, Nico, which was, like, the New England candy company, basically. Um, in the 1990s, the Nico vice president, Walter Marshall, wants to update the sayings and others, including call me, email me, fax me. Um, so fax me. That, boy, that doesn't me. sound... I saw text oh, it's in here. Now. Fax me? Oh, I'll show you the ones that are in here. <laughs> fax me. So there's a here. flavor change in 2010. Um, this one says TikTok me. Is it actually? No. Once I saw the ones I thought were funny, was there like, like that. <laughs> so it said boogie, and I thought that was fun. Wink, wink. Okay, so reach I'll... for it. So the company that makes this, uh, chit chat, Cherubin oh, okay. on here, and who do you see in the corner there? Oh no, it's Cupid. Yeah, so Cupid makes these. They're called chit chats. These candy hearts with writing on them. Uh, do you want to say it in the French version? Because you're really good with it. Français. Where are these? On the right. Petit mot du. Yep, which translates to chit-chats immediately. Sure. Okay, well, before we get into the episodes, I'm going to hand you one and you have to read what it says and I'll read mine. These ones are engraved. They're not, yeah. Yeah, these ones are just kind of like written on. They're, the texture is kind of different too. Is yours blue too? No, mine. Oh, mine has two things on it. Oh, wait. Oh, my God, mine has two. Wow. Mine says XOXO. Same. And kiss me. Mine says, well, XOXO and then text me. Oh, wow. Now the taste is where it matters. This is a lot of them for a dollar. Mine is green. Okay, mine's blue. I wonder if they're even different flavors. I don't. It tastes like a rocket. Yeah. They taste like rockets, which are Smarties in the States, I believe. Right. They didn't used to taste like this, though. No, they used to have a lot more flavor. They're wider. And chalkier. Yeah, these are... Some of them just have the same thing written twice on both sides. Well, that's pretty much it. Like, the company went, like, bankrupt, and... And then now Dollar Store does it. The original Send... ones are just, like, playtime. Play Find now. me? Jump for me. Win me. ICQ me? Wow, these some of really? them are older. No. Oh. <laughs> that was for sale. I think you would like that. I believe you. Friendly. MSN Messenger me? What is this? This one tastes a little different. Yeah, they taste a little different, but they're all pretty. The Should we go into the ones, other like, ones? 
Yeah. Okay. So the we also got another. Like acidic. We, al nice we also got Russell Stover brand strawberry cream heart. <laughs> That's all it says. Uh, covered in milk chocolate. It doesn't even say. I still don't know what this is gonna look like. Although the first one I picked up in the store was just in pieces, and I'm like, I'm not gonna have this one. Well, it's like, oh, what's the heart? It smells like strawberry. <laughs> just smells like strawberry. Oh, yeah, it's a heart. Look at that. It's not so I'm going to eat it. Yeah, I know, it's starting to... Okay. Okay. Oh, my God, I love it. Good. Do you like it? Yeah. It's better... I was still worried it was going to be marshmallow inside. It, it basically is. Yeah, it's, it? like, soft. <laughs> it's, like, very low-grade pot of gold filler on the inside. It's nice, like, strawberry marshmallow. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's very soft in the center. I like it, Russell Stover. Is that his name? I what? think. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Sam. It's just the way Russell. It is indeed Russell, Russell Stover. Russell Stover. <laughs> Thank you for letting your brand go into the dollar no, store. I thought you meant it like how people used to. It used to be like a way they do slogans back in the day where it'd be like, instead of saying, like, I like it hot, you'd be like, I like it, Russell. Like, you wouldn't accept it any other way. Well, Sam. Russell Stover sent us this, and this is the copy they sent with us, so we have to say it in their tone. Yeah. Or they're not going to sponsor the show anymore. You guys, better start asking for money. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, slapping? let me let me take a swig I of this beer. Thanks, Tatra. Also our sponsor. Yeah. Chris is being sponsored by water. H2O. H2O. The first drink. Okay, our Valentine's theme, obviously the golden era, we went with, I mean, we had two options, but we went with uh, I Love Lisa, specifically Ralph's big episode. Hi, Lisa. Yep. Uh, it's a golden era episode because it's smack dab in the middle of season four, which I, th I know people that that's their favorite season. It's usually between four, five, and six, maybe even up to seven people find as the, their favorite season. And yeah. I, honestly, I would not dispute any of those. Uh Came out February 11th, 1993. You think the streets were paved with gold? Which, how old would you have been? Three. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're 1990. Yeah. You know what? I could have been alive to watch this on TV, but not really retain much. Well, we were both technically alive. Oh, yeah, we were both alive, but... Well, you don't know a lot about me, but... Uh, <laughs> I've traveled to time. Uh, February 11th, 1993. Uh, we did look up stuff that happened in this month, and it was pretty some dark good, shit. Some good, some bad, some... Guys, I'll, I hate to break it to you, the first attack of the World Trade Center and Waco in Texas happened, but to make up for it, Homeward Bound came out and Groundhog Day came out that month. Those aren't the movies I had. Really? No, I had Jurassic Park and Mrs. Doubtfire. They're in February? Or no, they're oh, just in the year. Uh, you know what? Uh -oh. I knew both those movies were 1993, and I'm not even kidding. I might have watched both Mrs. Doubtfire and Jurassic Park more than any other movies. Because we had it on VHS. And I remember buying them that young. But Homeward Bound, didn't we talk about before, too? Probably. It's, I remember Homeward Bound. It and it's, sad. like, very sad, right? It's sad. Groundhog Day, I thought, was in the 80s. Good Bill Murray movie, obviously. Um, yeah, 
and music i'm trying to think off the top of my head i don't have any music i had uh we had our first female prime minister kim campbell right first and only thanks for your service yeah short-lived i think it was like less than a year maybe yeah months way to go canada okay so we start i love lisa with two of my favorite characters underrated characters uh bill and marty from uh kbbl the radio station in springfield uh where i believe it's bill accidentally plays the monster mash which i love that gag of just like it's clearly a halloween theme song and they're playing it on valentine's <laughs> day but his justification for it was you know monsters enjoying each other's company holding their evil in check like i love that concept nice. i like that and then yeah bart's uh, making his bootleg conversation hearts while that's playing um prize pig is the i didn't write them down but prize pig is the only one i remember yeah prize pig is like that's very vicious and odd like just any other ones there was uh i think it was like eat my shorts and like bite me maybe because bite me was like a big insult in like the 90s and then there's you never hear now yeah (laughs) um at the retirement home jasper has a valentine from his granddaughter and then grandpa's like can i have the envelope which is sad did you know a big focus of conan o'brien at one point was and maybe not just him but like those early days was sad old people and like there's a lot of those jokes in these seasons oh definitely and they're classics but they are they work so well uh sorry i interrupted no that's okay that was and then um there's also mo gets um yeah, a you valentine gotta... from a secret admirer and then uh barney's at the bar Yoo-hoo. yeah and then he burps which is so <laughs> romantic speaking of romantic we have flanders in the backyard uh singing a version a parody of uh, do you think i'm sexy by rod stewart except it's if you want my loving, my love, I don't know what kiss the original me. song sounds like. And then he howls near the end of it. It's quite good. If you want my loving. Ooh. And he's dressed like a heart, which is kind of cool. Sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this song pretty well. Really? Well, you'll know the chorus, I think. Ew. Oh. Mm-hmm. I recognize it now. Just reach out and touch me. Come on, come on. So. Is it sounding familiar now? The, that part does... Because um, the chorus is, if you want my body and you think I'm sexy, and it's by, like, a middle-aged man. He looks exactly like the woman in that epi- in that video, and that's fine. Oh, do they look similar? Yes. Uh, good. Um, yeah, so, Ned, that's very romantic. There's one of my favorite gags in The Simpsons where... Bart's like at the dinner table. Homer obviously doesn't remember Valentine's Day. Uh, Bart says, "I'm sure you have a really nice gift for Ma, for Midge, obviously." And Homer does the running upstairs, and like clearly he's going a distance, and he falls off the roof. Yep. And they see him fall off the roof, 
Then he runs to his car and the car starts and he drives <laughs> off. Like, I love that quick speed of, like, just everybody's aware that you're trying to escape. Yeah, and he goes to the Quickie Mart. Um, Apu offers him the $100, like, dusty mm-hmm. heart full of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Says so he's not going to buy it, but he ultimately does buy it. I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess it's a good cop-out present. I don't know. I mean, it's... Does it even matter? I don't know. Honestly, we, like, don't even get each other gifts for, like, holidays anymore. And, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's... I don't know. No, no, it's not weird at all. And, like, for Valentine's Day, it's, like... Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. I don't care. And I feel like a gift like that of chocolate, like, clearly Homer's gonna eat it all anyway. I don't want chocolate because I won't eat it. Really? Probably not, no. Wow. If it's, like, I don't... uh, I don't know. Like, if it's a pot of gold, you'll pick at it, right? I'll have a few, but... I don't know. I You'll go for the dark chocolate, I'm sure, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll definitely pick out the ones I like and then just go, coconut, get that the hell out of here. Although I know you like coconut, so. I, I don't know if I really, I don't really like coconut and chocolate that much. No, maybe. But, it's like, I also, I don't really like chocolate and peanut butter that much, but I like them both separate. See, I do like those combinations. By the oh, I forgot to say when I was in the dollar store grabbing these Valentine's themed candies, right next to it was uh, Cadbury eggs, and I'm like, they just like, they're just and I almost grabbed them. They and don't I'm, even care. Yeah, I almost grabbed them. I'm like, oh no, wait, this is like a few months away, but they're good. I do like they're them. Good. I like them like once a year. Yeah, there was a good line that I love, that you actually had a audible like disgust with, when a poo tells Homer. Uh, oh. It's a Nikolov expired baby food, and Homer's excited by it. And even now, it doesn't seem like he'd be up Well, for I took that as he wanted to eat it. Did he want to give it to Maggie? Because that's so sad. I just thought... Oh, I, I, I didn't even... I thought he was going to eat it. I thought he was going to eat it, too. Yeah. That didn't occur to that's me until just That's better, somehow? Oh, it is 100%. Yeah. If he just wants to eat old mush, that's fine, but it's sad if he wants to And it's a it nickel. Too. It's not even, like, significant. We cut to the uh, Springfield Elementary where, in Miss Hoover's class, quick pop quiz. They're making their mailboxes. What? Do you remember Miss Hoover's first name? Elizabeth. Good call. I won't forget, even Good. though I have no idea. I what quiz part. you not knowing the answer of that, though. I remember. But I, I remember because I have no idea what it ever says that. I, I think it's never... really early, it said. I guess. Uh... Ralph, obviously, this is like Ralph's big episode. Like he's been in previous episodes, yeah, but like, he had like different so voices. Sh- I don't know. She just, she just doesn't give a fuck. Um, no. she's like questioning him, making him look dumb in front of the class. My parents won't let me use scissors. <laughs> the children are right to laugh at you, Ralph. These things couldn't cut butter. She tested on her arm. Yeah. I do like the line. The children are right to laugh at you, because it's something that a teacher should never say. Well, don't worry, we get uplifted with Principal Skinner going over the PA, having a Vietnam flashback. Valentine's Day's no joke. And it turns into, like, Apocalypse Now. And then a guy just gets, like, this kind of squeaky teen voice, guys. Johnny. 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 And then Homer. Or of course, Bart has to go. Oh, I broke his brain. Yeah. I think every time Skinner goes over the PA system, it's something good. It, it, yeah. <laughs> hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Uh, or when he's like, uh, I think he says Lisa S. No, wait, that's too obvious. L. Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> I think he reverses it, but yeah. So we get a moment that I'm sure you hated when Ralph, although I hated it too, 
Ralph has no Valentine's. And yeah, he cries it's sad. And it of makes like a weird sound. Yeah. And then yeah, so Lisa's nice, empathetic. She gives him a card. The famous choo choo choos you. Yeah, and it's it is. I mean, they're they're children. It's an innocuous card. Yeah. Regardless, so it's. I don't know when when I was in school, I would give cards to the whole class. That was. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a standard thing we did. I guess maybe, like, if you were super mean, maybe you would not give certain kids cards. Yeah. But, like, I would give everyone cards, and everyone I knew would give everyone cards. From my that limited was... experience with Valentine's Day, I do remember... Like, in elementary school. Yeah. No, no, I mean, like, because we're Jehovah's Witnesses, we'd always have to, like, either not go uh... to school that day. So sometimes I'd just get a day off, and I'd be like, cool. There you go. Because they're like, oh, they're doing crafts all family day. Family day, free like, family day. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I do, there was at least a few times where I remember, like, having a box and, like, getting cards, and you had to, like, we made our own cards, and sometimes you just bought them, and it'd have, like, Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z You just bought them and write names on them, that was all Yeah, yeah. It literally meant nothing. So, yeah, that was kind of, I don't know, that was how we had things. Yeah. But, yeah, that'd be really fucked up that, like, I don't know, I can't, I can't imagine no one getting cards, because even, like, the, the, the kids that were considered outcasts like everyone got cards because everyone gave cards to everyone that was just what yeah. they did so and i guess that is more i don't know i think that's like more so that if you're that young and because your parents are really kind of dictating that mm-hmm. and if your parents aren't like enforcing you to like give everyone cards unless i guess you're really do a little asshole give... and you take out the cards for the kids you don't like do not give I that kid really... a digimon card like give it to everybody else except that kid i don't like that kid he does not deserve Kabu Terimon or whatever their fucking names are. If anything, I do remember picking up the more, like, innocuous, like, not innocuous, but, like, vague messages, like, you're okay for, like, people I, like, didn't really like. Text me. High five. Yeah. Boogie. Friendship zone. Handshake. Oh, I also like the heart delivery scene with, uh... And the... the beef hearts yeah where they're just like jammed in a truck and the guy delivering it's just standing there very lifeless as they just fall out and he stares at them job hard boy yeah lunch lady door she's in both episodes actually we'll get to her later uh we have that awkward like kind of stroll home with ralph and uh yeah does that hit home is that relatable have you had those walks home in elementary school yeah yeah oh yeah do you like stuff? I think that's funny, but yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I get it, yeah. I sure. will say, when I was watching this episode, I went, this could, it could be like an early, not lesson, but like a, like I think even at a young age, you can kind of watch this episode and go like, oh, this is relatable in a way. Like, poor Ralph. For sure, But yeah. it's like, and like, but you also have to go poor Lisa, because like she has it is, to deal it, with it this. It sucks for both of them. Yeah, and it's just, but that's a life learned lesson at a young age, right? So well, it did, and it had heart to it. Like it, it. We get to it, but like, I definitely, I very much like blame Chief Wiggum for oh. like fueling this in the wrong direction as an adult. Yeah. He's stupid. Yeah, 100%. So. We have one of my favorite Simpsons scenes. It's when Krusty's advertising his anniversary special, and he shows old clips, and one of them is uh, Sideshow Mel, and he's, whack- <laughs> he's, 
He's whacked out on Wawi sauce, which is something I always like to describe alcohol as. Yeah. Because it is just, it only exists in this show. And Mel goes on this rant. Everybody's always kissing your ass. And then it just, <laughs> is this long. I'm not afraid to tell you. <laughs> that you're, and then a long expletive. So that is something based on reality. I don't know what that is, yeah. Okay, so Johnny Carson, the host of The Tonight Show, which they kind of take bits and pieces from Krusty for Krusty because he hosted the show for like 30 years or whatever right so he had those kind of anniversary shows but he did have one clip where it was his co-host Ed McMahon which they kind of reference in the show and the, like when you always remember when Bart's young and he's watching he goes hi yo yeah <laughs> that guy says that that's his catchphrase oh, okay and then when Johnny Carson has the big hat on his head and he's doing jokes that's him anyway Ed McMahon was like really drunk on an episode and it's pretty obvious I think he drank a little more than he used to that day. And, like, he's it's not that awkward, obviously, and he's not yelling at him, but it's you can tell he's getting drunk and a little offended and sensitive. But it's kind of funny slash sad to watch now. And like we mentioned earlier, Wiggum, this is the first episode where we find out Wiggum is... Ralph's dad. Ralph's dad, which... Do you remember Wiggum's wife? Sarah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's uh, a but name she's not that's... in this episode, right? No, no, they don't show her at all, actually. No. Ah, oh, sweet pity. Where would my love life be without it? That's actually Homer says that. Sorry. Does he? Yeah, he does. Um, and because that's Lisa is describing the situation, and then Homer's like shooting out all of his. Uh, this might actually come after, but regardless, um, he's shooting out all of his like excuses for Lisa to use. Like, oh right, that right. Have been used on him. Like, I like you as a friend. I think we should see other people. I'm married to the sea. I don't want to kill you, but I will. Which is... And then his final one is, I'm not gay, but I'll learn. And And we're still trying to decipher... I don't know how I feel about that. I I feel neutral, I guess, because I feel like it... On the one hand, we know that, like, none of these are valid excuses, so we have to... I'm going to assume, based on that... They're all rejected. The assumption is not that, like, one learns or chooses to be gay. It's just that you're mm-hmm. throwing out a bullshit excuse. But yeah, sorry, back to Wiggum um, giving it the, yeah, it's, that's Homer giving advice to Lisa. And I rule in Homer's court here in yeah. like trying to, I guess, let one down gently because I, yeah, Wiggum's advice is bad. And I think, it, I don't know, I don't like this at all. Um, but you do agree that women like a gigantic gut on a man that goes over a table when it's button unbuttons. It's not even a joke at all. It's I hate. no. He does have bad advice, but it, you see later on how stupid he is when he isn't paying attention. Which we'll I'll, I'll find that part later. Yeah, his advice, his metaphor for Ralph is pretty much like he's he's trying to crack a nut with his gun, and mm-hmm. he says like the key's persistence, and then he shoots the nut with his gun when he can't crack it, and then warns the other nuts. Let that be um, a lesson to the rest of you nuts. And then it goes to, like, a black screen, and he's, like, making, like... Grunts. Noises. <laughs> so that's kind of gross. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that I don't... Up. Even he's... if it just ended at the, like, shooting the nut, but then warning the other nuts and, like, the black and the noise. I don't know. I don't like that, so... <laughs> well, what did you think about Homer when he got the toothbrush from Ned? His trash. I definitely wrote that down. I'm just, like, trying to... 
<laughs> it was just a quick scene in between. I had like this, I don't know, it was another scene with like Krusty's special with a urine monkey. Yeah, yeah, I had that <laughs> down too. And then, uh... That's funny for so many Oh, right, okay, no, no, that was, sorry, that was right before the the toothbrush, because then, um, Bart and Lisa are like, yeah, our parents would have to be part of Springfield's, uh, elite, and then Homer comes in, he really flanders throughout a perfectly good toothbrush. That's a good joke, I like that. And then, uh, Ralph does give them the tickets, and says he'd do anything for Lisa, uh, that he's putting the... (laughs) Mr. Simpson, the tar fumes are making me dizzy. Yeah, they'll do that. Homer just in the hammock, like, as this child he barely knows is doing, like, his roofing. The tar fumes. Uh, Then we get into, we mentioned this with Bart, his, like, experimental stuff where he's just like, I'm prepared to make that sacrifice. I love that, like, just him going and repeating. His commitment and his, you know open-mindedness because i was confusing it with remember when he's in like a dress and lipstick and he's dancing with a guard and they're playing like they're doing, i like, feel a like salsa. that oh that is a isn't that the other ralph one where they have the keys no 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 it's a, it's earlier than that it's Fresh. i think the guards yeah <laughs> so i think he says like his name is, uh, i couldn't remember like about the bart bart, bart. Bartina. It was something like that. <laughs> I was confusing with that. Like you, Bartina. <laughs> and then Fresh. he gets hit over the head. <laughs> Fresh. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, they're dancing. It's like I don't know. Oh, then we cut to uh, Wiggum driving Lisa. Or, yeah, Lisa and Ralph in the police car with yeah, like the going, cage over the back. They're going to Krusty's. Uh, yeah, they're the 29th anniversary special. Right? And they discuss how he got the tickets and it was at a screening of do you know the name of the movie i don't know debbie does springfield which oh, is like oh yeah it was a, a sequel to debbie does dallas and all these other ones i'm sure uh we get a great classic crusty clip of him uh croon along with crusty where he's all fucked up on drugs and he's singing uh the doors and he just like passes out on stage it's like what i love about this is how different Krusty's show has become from the 60s till now. Originally, it was well, like a, a show. Robert Frost. Yeah. He... Hey, Frost, do you want some snow, man? <laughs> we discussed this, and I said no. <laughs> I love that. His eyes are through the snow. <laughs> yeah. But then it becomes like a political debate show sometimes. Remember when Bart is like, it's when Bart breaks his leg. Yeah, in the it was pool. The, it's the pool one. Yeah, and he's just like, it was just classic Krusty That's for the a... summer, and it was just sad old ones. Where it's like, like a political debate show yet it's a children's variety well even show? i remember uh well i guess I no that. sorry it, it was the the auto one where marge is on the run and and the crusty has like marge being like somewhere in springfield on his show and you're like why is he like doing this local news yeah <laughs> yeah it's like there's such like random like crusty shows format changes so much no but i love it yeah. it's because it's it's just an overall parody of like Bozo the Clown, Johnny Carson, like, a lot of pop culture stuff. And, like, that's, but it, that's why I love it. Can you still want to bite of my ice cream? <laughs> Let's get busy. That, I love that one, too. Um, uh, oh, I love, another favorite quote that I try to work in when I can. Uh, now it's time for my favorite part of the show. What does that say? And then the cue card guy comes in closer talk to the audience oh god that's always death which is true like think of all the podcasts let's do in front of live crowds they're always death when they talk to the crowd where did we go from here 
Uh, well, like, he talks to Ralph. <laughs> oh, that's what I was... So this ties back into what we're talking about with Wiggum and his bad explanations and choices for Ralph. Was when he's just like, they're at the pond, and he goes, I know how you feel. Um, no, we haven't gone there yet, though. Oh, no, 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 we're still... Yeah, no, it's, it's like, right after this. Oh, right, oh, yeah, because... Yeah. So Wiggum has... A, yeah, I'm glad you stopped us there. <laughs> so, Ralph, do you want to explain it? Okay, well, yeah, so, well, Krusty's interviewing the audience. Ralph is there with Lisa and Chief Wiggum. Yeah. On either side of her. Um, so when... Krusty interviews Ralph. He says, uh, I love Lisa Simpson, and when I grow up, I'm going to marry her. And then Lisa just, like, can't. She's just like, fuck it. And she says that they're not in a relationship. She never liked him. She only gave him the Valentine card because no one else would. Yep. Um, and then it kind of it goes back to <laughs> their house where Bart replays it for Lisa on videotape, showing Lisa... How she broke his heart and humiliated him on national television. You can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. <laughs> now, can you do the sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> can I do it now? Oh, yeah. He goes, <laughs> like it has this weird ending to it. You sounded better. Yeah. Well, no, yours, I knew where it was coming from with the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> like it has that weird peak to it. Because he's like, in pain, right? And poor Krusty's just like, what is this? Oh, uh, Krusty's fine. But then there are, yeah, so then, then uh, Ralph's feeding the ducks. But we skipped over friends, one detail. So. Uh, Chief Wiggum has chocolate all over his pants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing gets chocolate out, see? <laughs> and it's always bothered me since I was a kid because it looks like he spilled he chocolate ice cream. Ice cream? <laughs> but <laughs> It's not a stain. It's like actually on his pants. Like it just—he didn't brush it off at any point. He had mustard in those pants too, right? When did that happen? That was different. Oh, maybe that did that happen? Yes, also, I'm sure it did. Yeah, he's a fat pig, of course. I don't did. know what it is, but I am confident it happened. It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Ralph uh, tries to give Lisa his ice cream. She does not want the ice cream, but Wiggum wants the ice cream, and they get the chocolate on lisa another famous quote and wiggum already has the chocolate on him i do love so then we get to the pond like you mentioned where uh ralph the birds are even rejecting ralph which is like another point of like oh okay i sure my friend yeah and then um, <laughs> wiggum approaches and he says, do you remember exactly how he says it I, got I a great so. little girl the world's your oyster no dad she humiliated me <laughs> and he goes, come to think of it she did it's like how stupid is he? He's he's dumber than Homer I at this point. And then, of course, it cuts to Wiggum and he's harassing Homer, pulls him over, then smacks his uh, tailpipe. Kill it, yeah. And That's or, And and then Homer's quote of uh, one day us citizens are going to stand up to you crooked cops. It's like this... they are. Oh no! Is that a date? <laughs> I love it because we're also I love in a... that too. I think this is pretty time. relevant now too. Yep. <laughs> uh. So it's the pre that well now we're at the President's Day, uh, play at the school. Uh, Skinner and Willie are selling their orange drink for yep. fifty cents because it's the only way to recoup the losses from the fire drill folly. <laughs> Just don't know what wrong. Uh, so it's a fire drill. Everyone cleared out. <laughs> yeah, you start with a fire drill. So they gotta water down the orange drink some more. Uh, it's also a night of 
an evening of theater and picking up after yourself, yes. which is such a robotic, stupid quote that I love it. Uh, we if get a only class... we lived in a world where we didn't have to say that. No, I agree. I get it. I, I... get it. People not picking up after themselves disgusting. People are so disgusting. Yeah, people are not humans. There's someone's person to do Yes. I get people telling me that at work. Get fucked. Yeah, go die. Uh, we have a great Simpsons song that I forget about. Like, I never really think of it. Uh, the Mediocre Presidents. Yes. I really like that one. Um, the Mediocre Presidents. That's all I, I died in 30 days. <laughs> uh, I do love Ms. Hoover stopping Bart when he's showing his ass to all the <laughs> girls. And he goes... Just, now, do you want to play John Wilkes, Wilkes Booth or act like a maniac? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the production value on these plays are phenomenal. Oh, Specifically absolutely. this one. For such a poor school. Uh, the Mar- Bart uh, does his Terminator. Yeah. Hasta la vista, A.B. John Wilkes Booth getting murder- oh, murdered. Oh, Aren't you? <laughs> Uh, and then they have the whole retelling of George Washington's life story. Cause Ralph is over. a good actor. Okay, I honestly, I was going to get to that at some point in time. Like, why doesn't Ralph act more? Like, he's so stupid otherwise in this episode. But, like, doesn't everyone agree? Like, he did, like, amazing in the role of this play. Like, mm-hmm. and especially that, like, he was, like, given this role because the police, like, tipped off this Hoover. But, like... The boot on her car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how crooked like, they are. But, like, he did it. Like, he yeah. did it so good. So, like, why... Yeah, go fuck yourself, Rex. You're not getting the role. But that's exactly it. So, like, I, I don't do know. Love the... Rex Does he ever act servant. again? Why is, doesn't he act anymore? No, instead he makes up his own story where he's a dog in a car or something at the I same know, time. I like, know, why, like, why doesn't... I don't know. I didn't really think about it, but, like... And that's within his early parts so of his well, character. He did so well, so I don't know why he didn't keep doing acting. Like, that's obviously... Maybe they address it at. later. Maybe. Maybe he becomes an actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have the... His we, dead I, blasts off with a flag in it. Yeah. <laughs> From sea to shining <laughs> sea. And I love the animatronic, like, uh, uh, Mount Rushmore but, heads. <laughs> Where they're just, like, the jaw is just moving with Skinner. And it cuts to Skinner backstage on the microphone. <laughs> uh, but everybody loves Ralph's performance. He signs autographs. It's so good. It's yeah. actually a nice ending. It is. It's a really nice ending. There's heart to this episode, which is good. I think, I, yeah, it's really, like, as awkward as, like, the initial story is. Like, it ends really nice. Just in a nice way, like, with, you know, kids being friends. Like, yeah. they should. They're kids. It shouldn't even. It shouldn't have ever been this, but like you know, it, it happens. You know, kids get crushes, it, whatever. Yeah, and it and ends they in just a better way. Being friends in the nice, because yeah, he's obviously so lonely that he has no idea. And he gets a new card from her. Yeah, he doesn't know how to handle let's be like friends. I believe any attention from anyone, I guess. And then his like dumbass father makes it so much worse. Other well, than don't just worry, being, he's. Like, He's know. sitting in the police car watching it, and then when there's a riot in progress, he shuts off the radio and goes, not today. And then, yeah. And then they cut, this is why I love this episode, they once again cut to the Monster Mash they in honor of it is the Monster Mash. Yeah. President's Day. I was working in the lab <laughs> late one night, and Bill and Marty are just like, fuck it, I love that. Yeah, I don't know why they play Monster Mash again, but they do. But like overall, like, that's a classic. This is a classic Simpsons episode. This is oh, the yeah. Ralph episode. I avoided watching it more so because I remembered it being a sad because I felt bad for both Lisa and Ralph. Like, it sucks equally for both of them. It yeah. sucks 
obviously to be that person no one likes and whatever and then it sucks to be someone who's like just trying to do a nice thing and it backfires and you put yourself in a situation you don't want to be in exactly and like and then you don't know how to get out of it without making it worse because you're initially trying to make something better for this person and it's a very whatever. relatable episode that has heart to it because it people have gone through it or can understand it or have seen it in other things portrayed that way where but, it's like yeah it, but it, it does end yeah. really nicely and yeah. yeah once the only bad thing about it are the adults in it and i guess even primarily like chief wiggum well things would have been better if they asked advice from sarah wiggum thanks sarah Welcome back to uh, Lester and Eliza's Crash Course in Depravity, uh, specifically our Valentine's Day episode. Yes, hopefully the sound is consistent, it should be. Thankfully that, that mystery of the, the rattling, you solved that ghost mystery we oh, had right. there was earlier. Weird... There was a ghost in the kitchen. It sounded like a faint, like, dinging? I don't even know how to I describe thought it. Was, it. I thought the alarm was, like, buzzing or something like our intercom oh right yeah that's right which that that did sound like a logical thing it ended up being just two (laughs) bottles of gin on your (laughs) which was very i don't know how my eyes zoomed in on that (laughs) yeah that was a good catch it was very i just very swiftly handled that i just didn't want that gin to fall down (laughs) and break and you would have no gin you like those Gin, and gin smash gin smash i like the gin smash yeah i had one earlier they're yeah great. you did yeah they're, they're they're sweet but they're good speaking of sweet things yeah uh, it's valentine's day happy valentine's day part two it sure is the better half of valentine's day right yeah so we're gonna start off by um talking about back in the day you think the streets were paved with gold <laughs> when this episode came out which was um it was february 12 2012 mm-hmm. so it was back in the day when Red the streets four. were paved with gold back yeah they were paved with gold back in the day we 2012 yeah eight years ago everything was different some things that were happening then honestly i don't it's i don't think anything i have was specifically remember. february I just have stuff. I tried to specifically look up February, and then I ended up with this website, Christ and Pop Culture, and that's one of the things I was reading from when we were doing the microphone test before. Oh, okay. Now <laughs> eat your vegetables. High noon. Sacred space where addicts find help. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So I did so, have three movies down. Yeah. What are your movies? So Wanderlust, which yes. do you remember that one? Nope. Uh, it was Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like, a commune. Ooh. like it, a cult? Like, it's just, like, a hippie commune kind of thing. It was okay. Are they okay? Paul Rudd was charming. It was... Okay, well... Uh, Safe House, which we watched a trailer to. Which... We did watch a trailer for Safe House. Well, um... Sam and I realized we'd both seen it. Well, you both also thought that it was Panic Room. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was Panic Room for the longest time, and I was like, because I enjoyed Panic Room. Safe House, I don't remember anything I about. Seen Panic Room. Oh no, I saw Panic Room. I think. Oh wow, yeah, that's I don't probably think like I... almost ten years before it even. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw Safe House, but I yeah, we did watch the trailer. In watching the Safe House trailer, it was not clear to me what the plot of the movie was. Yeah, I saw the movie, and I don't know what it is. Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds. Denzel's a badass in it. Like, he can escape anything. And and then Ryan Reynolds is probably trying to catch him, I'm guessing. 
well, Sam kindly explained the plot, and he said, he's an operative guy, he's got all this stuff planned, and they catch him, but he's not really caught, and the other people try and come kill him, and the whole time he's doing this stuff where he yeah. essentially steals a gun from Ryan Reynolds and sneaks away, and I think at the end it's revealed that even Ryan Reynolds is a double agent or something, I'm not even joking. <laughs> that, that sounds right. So, that does sound like what the trailer I, would be. Yeah, no, I... That, yeah it is yeah. exactly what you said and i thought i thought it was very i will i don't need to explain more than the trailer did there's like explosions they're running they're oh, jumping yeah. do you know what movie i am talking about from 2012 though what we watched a trailer for it lol lol which i don't remember in theaters do you remember that coming out no not really i just remember hearing about it and yeah we bring it up because you you mentioned it <laughs> last week and i only knew that miley cyrus is in it and i don't remember why i know that because i definitely haven't seen the movie mm-hmm. we watched that trailer too miley is going back to school with the flow and laughing out loud her name is lola her name is lol her... lola lol for sure she's got some pretty crazy looking teeth you know um, her dad's name is billy ray cyrus lmfao zing oh my god that's so good actually maybe he's in mr jokes over here yeah maybe they are if they i think that was still around oh i don't know i think that was probably around the time their heyday though wasn't it oh yeah because this would have been like jersey shore no jersey shore would have been i think Mm. i always associate those things together that sounds right to me i don't know that sounds right but yeah that was well yeah that we watched the LOL trailer and it was very, it seemed like the very standard, I don't know, like teen truly. I don't know. I was taking notes pretty diligently. I have the guy didn't call or text her. She's not a baby anymore. She's online dating. There's, there's a, a lot youth... of messenger and emoji, like not there emojis, was a but like... nondescript platform she was using. I'm not yeah, sure. Who yeah. it was. It was like a cross of like MSN messenger and Facebook. I think. Yeah. She posts a status online about her new boyfriend there's a clip of him playing air guitar <laughs> um i can like air guitar is always so cringy there's no one looks good doing an air guitar like friendship yeah. isn't that easy to turn into love i can't believe i was dating you this is safe house we tricked sam <laughs> it's so good to love someone so much it hurts you're disgusting don't lie to me Status can change, but true love remains the same. I love that, like, phony garbage in the trailer. That felt dated for 2012 already. You said, LOL, you're giving me a sad emoji. That's funny. Demi Moore was in it, too. I think she's her mom. Yeah, she plays Miley Cyrus' mom in it. A few other notables for 2012. Fifty Shades of Grey, I assume the books, probably. Oh, right. Remember we discussed you reading the book in the car? I guess at some point when the books came out, Sam's mom had the first book. She was driving us somewhere, and she recommended I read us a passage. Well, I don't think she told me to read it. I just started reading it out loud. You want to read for everybody in the car, Kristen? Do you remember any of the words used? I feel like they're mm, not specifically. I don't think I was reading at a particularly sexy part. Because she was like a... Wait, what? Was I? I remember it was like she was supposed to be a journalist, right? I think, and she's... She was in school for journalism. Okay. Was there, like, some kind of, like, nipple play in it? I don't remember. Was that it? I don't know. It seems like you know. I, uh... <laughs> Should we... I'll call your mom and ask her. There was also, um, Gangnam Style. Oh, God. 
Call Me Maybe. My mom, around Christmas, Call Me told Maybe me, was fun. She's like, Carly did you Ray know Jepsen? Psy has a new song out? And I was oh, like, good. why do you know that? Did <laughs> you watch Girls? Chris- that came out then. Is Girls that old too? Wow, I feel like... I tried to watch it and I wasn't really into it. Yeah, it was recommended it a lot, but I didn't watch it. Although, what's his name was in it? Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. I know he is a Star Wars man. Um, yeah, okay, so... I think it's the moment of truth for you to finally try. Snacks? Oh, snack time. Our segment of... Usually we just have, like, piles of food it's around It's time us. for snack review. It is time for What's snack review. What's the name review. for snack review? Well, we already fun. did part of the Valentine's Day. I know we did. Which was... Snack attack. Yeah. That rhymes. Snack time. Well, we have these Oreos here that Kristen's going to give a shot. Birthday cake. Birthday cake, or do you know it in French? Français. Birthday cake. I've noticed that pretty consistently I end up speaking French or trying to. It's time for a French segment. We gotta read it out now that you have it. Gâteau d'anniversaire. That's right. You hyped it up to say that it tastes different. Yeah, I was expecting kind of bland, but they taste. They deliver on what they show on. I don't really consider birthday cake a flavor. No, that neither do I. That's why I was kind of surprised. Interesting. Okay, well. I'm just gonna watch you eat an Oreo. <laughs> this one, because of what episode we did, it's the 499. <laughs> so that calls for a celebration of Oreos. Yeah. That's the tie-in, clearly. What do you think of these? I can't taste that much. Still. Oh yeah, you're sick. That's right. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like an Oreo, I guess. They, yeah. What's it supposed to be? It feels it like it tastes it's like white. Textured. It's like vanilla. That's the thing. It's vanilla icing you'd find on a cake. Okay. But it's also like. What is inside of an Oreo normally? Isn't it icing? Uh-huh. See, Oreo is hard to fuck up. Have you ever had a bad Oreo flavor? Mm, There's no. ones that have Pop Rocks in it. It's like, Ew, why? I don't want Who that. wants that? Oh, wait, yeah, you bought those, didn't you? Sam? Mm-hmm. You bought the Pop Rocks Oreos? Didn't you? Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like quadruple stuff where it's just you're eating a thing of icing. There's also the Ring Pop gummies. Yeah. You know Ring Pops, your favorite candy. You probably still you know have. Ring Pops. The candy. You, you know have. your fingers. Yeah, the ones that like probably might fit on your pinky finger at this point in your life. You put it on your finger. What finger do you put it oh, on? Oh no, I mean like the original. Oh Ring right, Pop. right. Because okay. those things I remember being very small plastic. Oh well, yeah, they're for child-sized hands. Not for twenty, thirty-one-year-olds. They're gross, though, because your spit all leaks all over and your hand gets all sticky and yeah. spitty, so... They were just... I hate messy food. But these Ring Pop, the gummies, they are... The whole thing is a gummy. It's a gummy loop with a, a ball pretty much attached to it. And you can put it around your finger because it's very stretchy. I didn't put it on my finger. You put it on your finger. They're not as Fing- greasy multiple as you'd fingers. expect. I don't know. I, I wanted to I have. Handle something. I wanted to have five on each hand. Can you, oh no, because we already ate them yeah, all. Yeah, no, Damn. but then oh, I was like, that stuff. probably would have been half the bag anyway, and it's like you don't want my fingers all over all these. Next time, that'll be a, pa- a Patreon goal. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the next raise, level is. Raise the two dollars from Dollarama. Mike will wear gummy ring pops on all of his fingers. I'll take photographic evidence of it. Yeah. But they don't taste bad. No, they tasted fine. There's a, like it's hard to fuck up water, like a watermelon flavor. Yeah, I find. I didn't have a watermelon. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, 
I also want to say I, I had a have blue. a blueberry. I so had a blue. Ring pop people, if you're listening, what the fuck? Yeah, Put the more distribution blue in was off. Come on. There were get, a lot of reds though, and I like get your shit cherry. together, okay? All right, so um, yeah. So that's what are you drinking? Right now, I am drinking. Oh, the... that's Valentine's Day. Look at the yeah, cute can. Yeah, it does so... look like it. It has roses on it. Uh, the it's temp delivered 9... by Cupid himself. Temp nine strawberry and lime flavored cider. Very nice. Which they're for two bucks. They're probably one of the better ciders you're gonna get. I'm drinking red wine from an X Files mug. <laughs> and water. Oh, it is. Yeah. Water, not from my loud water bottle. We're always trying to get better. Kristen <laughs> wants to believe. I do want to believe. And she does have a cold, and I feel bad. How did? Can you taste the wine? Like, do you notice? No, not really. I don't. Just I can't like, really taste much. Should we jump into the episode? Yep. Um. Yeah. So this episode that we watched, it is called "The Daughter Also Rises." It's part of season twenty-three. Episode thirteen came mm-hmm. out February twelfth, twenty twelve. We have the again. We'll never get used to the HD openings. I noticed a billboard for McBain's Valentine's Day Massacre, and it's a kick massacre, and I was like, uh, okay, I kind of find that funny. But the intro is just very odd to me. I know people are used to it, I'm sure by now, but there's some nice little Easter eggs like the tomato. Ralph is Cupid. In yeah, the Ralph intro. is Cupid. The yeah. uh, Ralph is cupid the roman god of erotic desire right coming right. in with his sex arrows oh. um there's also in the grocery store with the checkout scene uh maggie and the unibrow baby are there but they just kind of like lacklusterly like name? shake i don't does it have a name i just thought it, it was does. just the baby with the it's unibrow. like baby something i think it like came up in an episode ages ago interesting they just kind of half-ass shake their fists at each other so I don't know if maybe they have an understanding now or what's up with them, but that's fine. Um, do you remember my my theory about Mo and how when we were talking about Mo in the Mo episode, um, that like Mo often breaks the fourth wall, and there's no other characters that like really do that consistently. And I was like, is is all of the Simpsons from Mo's point of view? Oh yeah, that's. So I was thinking about that in relation to this, like, 500th episode intro, um, because he seems to be, like, he's, like, facilitating this party, and he says, like, Fox won't do it again, like, once again. I don't know. I don't know. That is... I just am... Now it's just kind of snowballing into my, I don't know, Mo... Mo Spiracy. Mo. 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 Yeah. Just saying. Um, no, that, that I didn't even think of that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the 499th, which is part of the gag of the opening, where it's not quite the 500 episode, and I feel like every show has to deal with that, where it's like the pilot doesn't count, or like this show had a messy kind of start too, technically, because it was shorts on the Tracy. I'm not Ullman keeping show. count. I have no idea. And then I took its word for it when it said 500. And I'm not going to count the movie because. Would anyone? Would they count the movie? Who knows? I guess it would be in between. I um, don't know. Um, we get the boys, Millhouse. Okay, and... yeah. So yeah, Millhouse and Bart are opening their Valentine's Day cards together. That's nice. That's wholesome. 
Um, Milhouse got one from Lisa, and that was, like, kind of a throwaway, and, like, I don't know, Milhouse was, like, so obsessed with Lisa. And then, remember, I don't know, something happened. One, a future one we watched, they're just they're married. married. Yeah. It's like, I guess she's okay with them? Because even he got one from Lisa, and then one from his optometrist, and then Bart's like, that's a bill. Yeah. So, I mean, he's more, he's, like, more willing to defend the optometrist bill than one from Lisa. Like, yeah. a human girl, like, who he's had a crush on before. Who he's met many, many times. Hope someone got fired for that blunder. Oh, that's right. Anyway, they watch Itchy and Scratchy. I wrote, Itchy takes most of his organs to wrap his heart and then he dies. Yeah, it's a pretty gruesome one. But uh, they usually are. Yeah. They always like, kind of are. I thought they tamed it down later on, but I they I think they went right back to it being violent, which is fine. Kirk appears in the window to tell Milhouse not to watch as it gives him night terrors. And then Milhouse says that Kirk had night terrors last night. Kirk dreamt he got fired from the job he dreamt he got the night before, mm, right. which is so sad, but like big mood. And, and, <laughs> and why is he there? That is also, I don't know why, he's, he's just, just like, he casually just appears leaning into their window. The window where just... the record player is, that's... Yes, that's that their out. backyard. That would be... Wouldn't that be their backyard? Because there's the door there. Yeah. He's we'll in the, so Kirk's the, just uh, in their backyard for whatever reason. Then there's, so then they start watching Myth Crackers instead, mm-hmm. and, which is pretty much supposed to be the same thing as Mythbusters. You, you knew the guys' names? I don't know their names. It's, yeah, because they have the likeness, and I think it's, yeah, it is I'm pretty sure it's the same. I think it's Jamie and something. The guy is kind of like a walrusy mustache thing. Yes. Gray. And the other guy's like a gingery guy. I used to watch the show. Maybe not around this time, but I definitely watched it years I, ago. I had watched it in the past, if I was, like, flipping channels. Um, I wasn't, like, binging it, but it was... Well, that uh, was something, yeah, we talked about last time as well, even just, like, the, the concept of, like, flipping channels is, like... Yeah, not really a thing anymore. So, do you remember the experiment they do? I do, and also something just that I like from the intro as well is they say we debunk all religions except the Jesus-based ones, and then it's Jesus kissing his biceps, and then he winks. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that did kind of make me laugh. They were watching. They were like at a gas station, right? And they were watching it on like a TV at the pump. Because but didn't no Marge made them go out. Midge was trying to get them to not talk, or to not watch the TV. Yeah. But then they're watching a tablet, but then they were watching <laughs> something else. So yeah, Midge... Sorry, I'm gonna blow my nose. I'll no, no, that's it. fine. BRB. So Midge, Midge comes in and she's telling the boys they're watching too, too much TV or something. Yeah, she wants it. them to go out. Yeah, they're watching on a tablet and then a phone or some other shit. So then they go to a gas station pump, which you and I both remarked were like, that's not a normal thing here i don't really i don't see think it. so there's like you can pay on the pump with like a if you have like a card or like yeah, a credit card like or a gift card TV news thing like that was kind of new maybe i don't know here in canada we don't have that but... maybe but even if this was 2012 so it was still like eight years ago so i've seen it on tv before but hmm. like flipping thing um and then so millhouse says they should become myth crackers saying it would make them cool they do the their first myth is that whether using a cell phone at the gas station is dangerous and then so Milhouse tries it, it sparks, uh, and then it explodes. The confirmed stamp appears on the screen. Milhouse says, at least he's cool now. And the large busted stamp appears. Uh, so he has no more eyebrows. Oh, but yeah, then, so then it cuts to Homer preparing for Valentine's Day. So then, yes, he, he takes a bite out of the rose mm-hmm. to freshen his breath. So, yep, he's eating flowers again. Yep. 
Um, I also saw that it had him with, he had, like, the same heart-shaped, like, box of chocolate, and, like, that's also what he ends up being his cop-out gift in the first episode we watched I Love Lisa at the Quickie Mart, because mm-hmm. he forgot about it. Yeah, And then had to jump right. out the window. <laughs> the, dusty, the dusty box. And it was $100, so I don't know if he paid $100 again, or if he got in advance, but I don't know. I guess Midge loves those... Those classic chocolates, so that's I mean, right. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, then we get the parents split off with the children. Yeah, Bart. Bart asks Homer why men have to do everything for women on Valentine's Day, and Homer says the reason is because they let men blow up objects on July Fourth. And... I miss that completely. Oh, it's kind of a throwaway thing. It's yeah, just kind of like whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, Marge comes in, gives Homer a Valentine. And she tells him to take the day for himself, saying they should show their love every day of the year. So initially he's, like, all excited. I'm assuming, I don't know what he was planning to do, like, go to Moe's or whatever. But then she elaborates, like, that she wants him to take out Bart, to do stuff with Bart. He screams when she says he has to take Bart with him. Uh, Don't the kids go to Moe's sometimes? He could, like, technically do that. I feel like all the kids are at Moe's. Homer's usually drunk and then just leaves remember the one he said he's gonna spend some quality time with his kids yeah <laughs> but they end, they go to the testosterone zone yeah and that is a, a baseball place do you remember the guy that drives by yes so we've watched this episode twice and there's a guy that once drives by who just kind of stops and watches home because they're at testosterone zone yeah. homer and bart are at the batting cage this yeah marge a- says that she wants she wants <laughs> to spend valentine's day with lisa and she thinks homer should spend it with bart i don't know where maggie is we that is not addressed maggie's just i don't know she maggie just has disappeared we don't know but you know the kids that matter are spending with their parents that's and there's nothing wrong with that yeah some guy and his wife drive by they watch homer and bart knocking some zingers at the batting cage yes they're just kind of lingering and watching them and it's just this odd it was just stupid. Yeah, Homer taunts a passerby, calls him a lucky bastard since he doesn't have to spend the day with his wife. Which is like, yeah, of course that is always the, like, my wife, like, Yeah, they will ball like, and Oh, shame. yeah, you don't want to spend time with it. But it's like, in reality, why are you with someone you hate so much? It's that old, older... My wife. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't want to be with his wife. He hates his wife because for some reason he married someone he doesn't like, stays with them... But the wife, the old ball and chain, is in the car with him. And when he says he's talking to his own reflection in the mirror, he yells at, that he hopes Homer hits his hands on a ball, and then he does. Ha yeah. ha. Yeah. It, dun, 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 dun. it was very odd, and I'm definitely going to remember that for when we choose uh, the worst moments. Although it might not be it, but it might be one of those... No, there's stuff that's topped it. Now that it I is interesting. I don't know. Homer and Bart's relationship is very strange. Like, I tell you all the time, like, once you get past the 2000, like, 99, 2000, a lot of Homer and Bart's interactions are just kind of wacky hijinks, and it's just like... I know, we talk about isn't... that. There's lots of pranks. It's like, yeah. I feel like we just generally have been referring to them as pranks, even if they're, you know, yeah. not, like, strictly pranks. But it is weird because their relationship is very confusing because when they're doing their pranks together, they're like a team. But then literally in the same thing, they seem to be having fun. They're like supposed to be having a, doing fun things. Then 
Homer shoots a fastball at Bart and he's unconscious. And then he proceeds to shoot several close range slow balls at him. But then he eventually just stands up and is smiling. Yeah. Like he shoots him upright somehow. So I don't, I don't know if that's a reference that I don't know or something, but I feel like a lot of the newer stuff, there'll be moments that I'm like, am I just not getting this? Yeah. Because it's a reference or is it, just... I don't know. Maybe it is. It kind of comes down to with the classic episodes as well, both from like the, you know, when I watched them, you know, when they came out or when I was younger or whatever, or even now, even if and when I don't understand the references, I still think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all of that being said... Um, oh my god, we're not even at the main crux of the episode. We get our celebrity guest of the day for... Uh... Yeah, so so aside from Homer and Bart doing their thing, then Lisa and Marge are on their Valentine's date. They're at a restaurant. And we immediately notice Luann and... Kirk are back together. Yes, they are. Together. I guess he's he's a part-time husband and a part-time backyard hanging out guy. Yep. Um, uh, so that's nice. And so and then there's Marge sees someone about to dip a ladle from... They're like at a buffet and they make a really big deal out of someone using the same ladle for two sauces or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Midge is freaking out. It's bubbling. It's all dramatic. I get it. Stuff mixing can be gross, even though I used to, when I was a child, I was, like, really dramatic about it. Now I'm like, whatever. But I get it. But at the same time, if you're going to a buffet, this is, you accept that this is a reality and you just try Mm -hmm. not to think about it. But that's not Midge. ice cream and stuff, where it's like... Oh, for sure, yeah. Midge needs to write this, and she asks if anyone has a centrifuge. And Frank does. He's there on a date with Miss Wyoming... Yep, Miss Wyoming. She had her sash on at the dinner table. I don't know if, once again, I don't know if that's something that I don't, I don't know what the significance of that is. I think it's just is. supposed to be that it's like one is of those. Is he like, do people want to date him now? Did something. I think it's just that she. I feel like there was a hot Frank Valentine's Day episode specifically like that we didn't watch. Oh yeah. That there's... was one of the options, I think. I think it's just that she's from a state, one of the lesser known states. Uh... Like she's Miss miss wyoming and like miss idaho miss like kind of the flyover states or whatever they call them interesting it'd be like miss saskatchewan i guess so thank god frank's there he's got a centrifuge so marge can separate the sauces and in the meantime lisa they're in a it's a booth type restaurant and she looks through the crack and who does she see who says these romantic words to her it was dark and a light came through the crack and the light was you that's kind of what he sounds like (laughs) it sounded like a little medieval time honestly the first time around i didn't really think about it but the second time around in these like opening scenes i'm like oh shit just want to slap him around oh yeah little turtleneck and his yeah we talked about wendell colored skin yeah he looks kind of sickly honestly though as well i it, it is really a big contrast when they have these newer like celebrity people just like the contrast how much Lisa does not look like a human in relation to how much they make these characters yeah, look like them. It's... He has, like, actual human-looking features. He has actual human hair. He's wearing regular clothes. And then Lisa has her, like, triangle pineapple head and her yeah. fucking pearls in her, like, triangular dress. <laughs> her weird, yeah, like... There it, is no... Like, even their outfits... There is no border where her face, skin, and hair ends and begins. And even just, like, picturing, like, 
Bart. I guess Bart wearing like shorts and a t-shirt is kind of normal, but like Lisa's like weird little dress. Even Marge's dress just it looks so odd for like a real thing, but that's why it's like making these people. It's look... hard to wear. I would want to wear strapless stuff all the time. It's very uncomfortable. Like, no, especially if you're Midge too, right? But it's busty. Yeah. yeah. Remember Busty that episode? Yeah, where she got the breast implants. Oh, God. Well, we'll have to cover it one day. Maybe when she, the one where she's a cop, and then, uh... Maybe. So they end up meeting Lisa and um, this other character. His name is Nick. He is voiced by Michael Sarah, mm-hmm. our, our Brampton brethren. Yeah, not far from here. And we're a fan of him to a degree. Like He's fine. Think, I have we, nothing against him. We think I, he's, mean... I think he's great as George Michael. I don't blame him for the episode suck. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, George Michael on Arrested Development is by far. And they use him a little more than most voice actors we've seen on here. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got a little bit of a role. He's he's on screen more than Blink one eighty two. Yes, he is. Um so they meet at the dessert table. He says he throws a fork in the air, saying he will eat whatever the fork lands on. And he says, as Hemingway said, the shortest answer is doing the thing. And I assumed, when I saw this written down before we watched it again, I assumed it was wrong, but that is what he said. Do you know what that's supposed to mean? I looked up what it's supposed to mean. No idea. No idea. I didn't even notice he said it. I didn't even notice the fork thing you mentioned. Um, it doesn't matter. And so, yeah, I, so I was like, okay, I think this episode has a lot to do with Hemingway and I know nothing about him. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with that being said, that didn't stop me from liking old episodes where... I didn't understand references, and I still thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, but I do have some Hemingway history. Oh, yay. Hey. When I was saying, because I don't know anything about Hemingway, and found a lot of interesting things pretty quickly. I just didn't know any of this. Well, we learned from this episode he has three wives, three ex-wives. I think but he had four, maybe. Four, yeah. Yeah, I don't he, know. He became a recluse, right? I don't know. I didn't read that specifically. I read that um, he had a nickname. Do you want to try to guess what it was? Hemi? Nope. Papa. Ugh. Ugh. Ernest Hemingway nicknamed himself Papa. Oh, he named... You can't do Himself that. at the age of 27 because he didn't like his real name. You cannot name... Papa. Instead, he wanted something creepy. Ernest Daddy Hemingway. Call me Big Papa, please. Big um, Papa Hemingway. So from now, from here on, we will respect his choice and call him the Papa Hemingway. <laughs> Much uh, like Midge, he's uh, Papa. Papa started hunting early. At the age of three, his father made him kill a porcupine and then he ate it. Uh, that is what leads me into my segments. Five reasons porcupines are the best survival food. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know you could eat porcupines? This is what I had open on my screen when I asked you if you saw what it was on my screen. Now it all makes sense. Um, pokey quills are the best part, right? I didn't know that you could eat porcupines. Um, you can eat them raw. Oh, why would you, though? If you need to survive in the wild, I guess. Good luck, like, getting one. You may as well eat something that's less deadly. Says they're slow. They have short legs and a heavy stout body. Their walk looks more like an awkward waddle. You'll never see one run. This means you can hunt one down and catch it without breaking a sweat. Apparently they also have really bad eyesight. You can kill them by hand. Because they're so slow, they can't run from you. 
People say you can bludgeon them to death with a rock, but that seems a little too bloody and closer than most would venture going. Instead, sharpen a stick, stab the porcupine in the head, or through the lungs or the heart. Oh my god. Beware of their tail. Not only is it covered in quills, but they whip it when feeling threatened. And uh, yeah, they... that's what a, a young a young papa did. Did they whip? Three then... years old. Nay, nay. Yeah. <laughs> We're so old. <laughs> is that from 2012? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Uh, that is... Yeah, so that's interesting. That um, sounds like something Cletus would tell you about. Remember when I guess big... maybe you know what you never know when it'll come in handy. So is that big roadkill truck? Full yeah, of everything skunks. And then uh, we were talking about Homeward Bound as well, which also gave porcupines a bad name. Yep, yep. Because that was that scene was so scary. I don't know. Is it? Can they shoot them? Do they shoot them? In my head, as a kid, they could. Like I thought they Pokemon. could too. Sam, do you know? Mm. Can the porcupines shoot their quills? They can throw them. What is it? Is that different? Whoa! I can just picturing them like throwing them like they're. Off their back. Because, yeah, that Homer Bound, obviously, the one dog gets... Can yeah. Cannot shoot them. Oh. But the quills do detach easily when touched. Huh. Yeah, it makes sense how a dog could get... Because didn't the dog try to bite it? It did. Porcupines are really cute, though. I don't know. Didn't know if he played them, but I guess that's good to know. Hemingway participated in France during World War Two. In one instance, he threw three hand grenades into a bunker, killing several SS officers. Nice. He's decorated with the Bronze Star for his actions. Good job, Hemingway. While vacationing in Africa, he survived two plane crashes in the span of two days. What? In one instance, his plane caught fire on the runway. Uh, I wouldn't call that a crash. That's more of a didn't get off the ground, but still. It says with the plane door jammed closed, he used his head as a battering ram to butt it open. <laughs> Sounds so painful. Just after finishing For Whom the Bell Tolls, he went out with his third wife and two kids and killed guess how many jackrabbits in a day? Eleven. Higher. Really? Twenty. Higher. Higher? Thirty. Higher. What? How do you have that much time in a day to kill all of them? Did he throw a grenade into, like, a house of one? It doesn't say how he killed them. Uh, 50. More. 70. More. What? <laughs> this is insane. 90? More. 120. More. 1,000? Less. <laughs> do you want me to tell you? Yeah. 400. That's not possible. There's no way he killed 400. That's what it said. I don't know why he needs to kill. I don't know. I, I don't know how you kill that many that rabbits. He probably or did why his, he did his grenade technique. He Maybe just, he tossed it in a bunker and there was some naval SS rabbits in there. Um, he also once stole a urinal out of his favorite bar and moved it to his Key West home. He reasoned that I pissed away so much of my money in that urinal that I own it. How do you steal a urinal? I don't know. I, feel, I think I feel like in one of the new episodes, Barney's stealing a urinal from Moe's. <laughs> that that I can picture at least. Although never used, his suggested epitaph was "Pardon me for not getting up." Zing! I thought that was funny. By 1957, his daily alcohol consumption included Chianti in the morning, wine with lunch and dinner, nightcaps, and about a quart of liquor throughout the day. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. He bought the gun he used to commit suicide from Abercrombie and Fitch, which was at the time a camping and firearm store. Wow, I didn't know that. 
Get your 50% off your puffy vests when you buy a gun. Um, anyway, yeah, so that's some stuff about Hemingway. That's Hemingway Not, history. Nothing about his books or anything, just about his crazy life. <laughs> <laughs> nothing about any of the work he did. He, uh, yeah, he, he did a... He did yeah, yeah, he wrote, like, Pulp Fiction all or something. Rest, yeah. I think he did The Godfather. You know the rest of the story. Yeah. Um, uh, I there was a part we skipped over uh, when uh, Midge is at the the all you can eat buffet, and through the crack in the wall, Mo offers yes! her some baked ziti, I believe. The Midge alert, yes, yes. Um, he calls her Midge, and he off yeah he offers her a piece, and uh, he wants to charge her a nickel for it. Which I'm like, I don't want nickels in general. I'd go at least twenty five cents. Yeah, uh, uh, he's got to know what he's worth. Um, do you remember how we got to the kids with the candy cigarettes? I do. So that was Bart and Milhouse are still doing their Mythbusters, Mythcrackers, I'm sorry. And they are doing, uh, they're trying to dispute the myth that if they press E8 on the vending machine, it will electrocute them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then, and then the candy cigarettes come out. Um, yeah, last time you'd mentioned that, like, we were both expecting, because we do, like, we see Nelson smoke, like, actual cigarettes. Yeah. The one example we both definitely knew of was in the soccer one. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he, he does it at other points, Told too. Told <laughs> Uh, well, like, the, this joke would have been a lot better if, like, it was this, it was this joke about, like, how he had, yeah, the, the candy cigarettes, and then how he could quit them when he wanted, and, like, he, like, kind and of. And they kind of, he gives them to another, another student, I don't know who she is. And he. Yes, they're kind right. of like they the the candy cigarettes like appear to have fuses and then they like they throw them on the ground they step on them and they like crumple like a real cigarette mm-hmm. so it just felt like it should have ended with him pulling out a real pack of cigarettes because he does smoke it's, it's i feel just like he odd. definitely smokes in the episode where him and lisa are dating too don't they when she goes over to his house isn't he smoking I think so he Got definitely smokes something. at least once it just it I don't know. That just is funnier that he's this kind of mangy kid that smokes cigarettes. They just at a young age. I feel like it, it would have been better if it was just all or nothing. Like either make it obvious it's candy because once again we all know what the candy cigarettes are are like and we know what real cigarettes are like and like they say they're candy but then they behave like real cigarettes in terms of like the fuses and like yeah. the way that they crumple. So just do all or nothing. Like make them candy or make them real. So then the next day, Lisa and Nick are on a date uh, at the... Do you remember the French place? Uh, Le Petit Appetit. Right. And so she's trying to... Small appetite. She's trying to focus on Nick, and there's a bunch of bad things happening around her. Well, I wouldn't call Barney puking in an alleyway dumpster (laughs) bad, but to his own. Well, and Gil was having a great time bathing in the fountain. Yeah, Gil is just super happy scrubbing himself in a fountain then apu was like murdered by snake yeah He's dumping apu, him apu in a was tied up and thrown in a dumpster then it cuts back to where gil was in the fountain and they're just literally unloading an entire garbage truck's worth of trash into the fountain which kind of made me laugh and then one of the scenes yeah I, I, I did go back quite a few times one of the times i did go back i i think we only watched this two or three times there's this guy playing guitar I have no idea who like he was. Like a young kid. At the... And then, like, two women he's, like, dating? But it's so... It happens so quickly. That's why you have to watch it, because 
he seems to be some like old timey kind of thing. And then the first girl he's talking to has like an accent, but I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. But then she has like embroidered bell bottoms on. And then there's like <laughs> this other much younger looking girl comes over. She's like, I don't even remember what maybe? she did. She say something. I don't know. I have no idea what that it, was. It was just these two characters was... were, because the the kid was the guitar player at uh, right Petite Appetit, and it's just he ends up like it. He showed that he two timed a girl or something. It it just felt very. What is this? Once again, I don't for? know if that's a reference. I we don't understand. Yeah, that, but... there was a part somewhere in between here. We had. Do you remember Otto walking by a store? The needle exchange. The needle exchange. And which... what happens within? Yeah. Um, uh... Marge is like supposed to be on like a quilting date with Lisa or whatever, and Lisa's late because she's doing this thing with Nick, and so Marge is alone at the needle exchange with her quilt, and um, Sherry and Terry and their mother are there, and they do this insane scene where it is implied that there is triplets not even just implied they show three of them there's clearly three of them but then specifically as well their mom's quilt is all like specifically refers to just having two daughters so i don't know what the point of that is it really had nothing i don't know it had nothing to do with anything sherry and terry just kind of morph into each other and then you see three of them at once and it and goes on for so long, it, too. They hold it for way too long. She's like, are there three of us, or are you losing your mind? Like, what is that? Like, And then it doesn't cut to any reaction shots of, like... Do we just assume, like, Midge is just losing it all the time? Like, she did Midge with just, Becky? Midge just left. She didn't even stay for it. I think Lisa does get there eventually, but then it otherwise it cuts back to Bart and Milhouse still doing their, their myth stuff. Yeah. Um, this was Ugh. another scene I watched a million times with the, yeah. the swings. So... He puts so Milhouse has rockets attached to him while he's on the swing set, and they're going to. What were they even trying to test that he? They're trying to test that if you go all the way around on the swings, that you go inside out. And so, and then Milhouse says, "Now my beauty will be on the outside." Right, right. The bullies come and light the the fuses for the rockets. Yeah, and, and he goes around. He doesn't go inside out. He lands in the mud. Spins and... around a bit. Yeah, and then when he, well, yeah, so Milos lands in the mud. He, when he comes out, Bart shoves his phone down his throat. Right, right. To take a photo of his organs to say his insides are still inside and everyone cheers. And it's really gross. Pranks, pranks, pranks. Pranks, wacky hijinks, that's all you need. That's what we paid for, right? And then in order to be sure that Nick is the right person for her, Lisa goes to see Grandpa, who tells her her relationship resembles the same one from a storybook, which is quickly labeled as the Disney version inside Lisa's imagination due to a talking parrot. (laughs) They must kiss under a tree to seal the deal for eternity. So pretty much, yeah, Lisa goes to Grandpa and he tells her this, like, what are their names? Something in Thisbe? Thisbe. And Pup. All I got out of this. Papa. Papa. Papa, Yeah, Papa Hemingway. There was also the point in time where Marge is reading her nighttime stories to Lisa, which makes it all the more, the contrast very apparent between, like, her grandfather's, like, telling her to go, like, kiss this person on an island, but then meanwhile, like, her mother is still tucking her in and reading her stories. It's like, Mm -hmm. we know Lisa's supposed to be eight, but then we also know that mentally she's older, but... 
it's she's eight but she's interested in a boy because she knows he likes Hemingway and it's like so she knows what Heming who Hemingway is yeah and so she probably knows the place where he bought a gun too probably uh, Abercrombie and Fitch um she says she tells me she has a crush on someone and then she says is it your father all little girls have crushes on their fathers, which is... I don't know why she says that. That's so gross and weird. And she weird. says it just so matter-of-factly, like... Lisa said, somehow I missed that that phase. And then, like, Homer goes by with, like, Bart's riding on his shoulders. I don't know what they're doing. Wacky hijinks. Yeah, they're wacky. Yeah, pranks, pranks. We did miss one small thing. Talk to the wing, Fizby. Oh, my God, right. Pyramus? Was that it? And Fizby? That... P-Y-R-A-M-U-S. That sounds right. Is that right? Those old-timey names you'll never hear again. And then before that as well, he ends up, Nick comes over for dinner, and he wants to take Lisa to the Doritos Nutrition Fair, and then Midge wants to take Lisa, but she says she'll take Bart, but she doesn't want to take Bart. Um, And then Lisa goes to see Grandpa, and he tells her about the the Pyramus and Thisbee they were disney-fying it right yeah so since lisa was imagining this the pyramus and thisby as a disney thing i guess she's pyramus and the no she's thisby i guess pyramus i guess is nick so lisa's gonna be talking to the wing yes and then you have this like (laughs) you have this sassy voice but it was pretty dis it's supposed to be like we love jim carrey genie like which i yeah i like that so they're back to the school. They're doing another myth in the bathroom. They're trying to like, it's, it seems like it's like a Bloody Mary thing. But they're saying Eleanor Mackey. I don't know if we're supposed to know what that is, but. I think they're saying Eleanor Maggie. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe you're right. I have, I don't know who that is. Me neither. Um, but then lunch lady Doris comes in and says, it's the what one day I wash voice. my hands or something. Yeah. She's not delivering cow hearts, unfortunately. I have here, uh, Willie is acting very strange. Yeah, well, even in the in the bathroom when Lunch Lady Doris comes in, Nelson has a cigar, and he says it's Twix. I don't know how that, like, ties into the candy cigarettes either, but, um... I didn't even look at those as being related. That's so weird that I just didn't even notice that. Yeah, so I'm not really sure what that is, um, but yes, Willie is barking like a dog in the mirror, um, and then I... Maybe I missed something, but it seems like very suddenly it cuts to um, Willie, like, they're in the shed, and he's, like, he has extra hair on him, and he's pretending to attack Millhouse, like a dog. To fool all the kids on the Creating a myth, yes. To, like, make school fun again or something. They just jumped into that. Yeah, Skinner made some comment about how Bart made, like, school not fun for everyone. He's, like, because he busted all the myths, so it's like, oh, there's no more whimsy. Now school's not fun, and Bart's like, I have to make school fun again, and I guess... I'm glad like, you explained it, because I didn't understand why... I think that's what that, that was supposed to be. Yeah, no, it, you're right. I just... It was... And that, I think, is kind of pretty much the end of their... That that subplot. Um, so, meanwhile... Do you remember where Willie's from without looking? He's not from... Yeah. Am I right? Uh, Kirkwall. Kirkwall. He's not from Glasgow, and he's not from Edinburgh. Right. Which he, like, just kind of went on this random rant. I'm not really sure why that came up um, in the context of him being a fake werewolf. Yeah. Um, But then otherwise, like, Grandpa, like, stole a van from, I think, the retirement home to drive Lisa and Nick post-haste to the island because they have to 
kiss under the tree because grandpa really, grandpa really needs this to happen for him and he gets pulled over by the police and he said he's not afraid of prison they're as they're putting him in the back of the police car his bones are like exploding yeah, and it's like supposed like... to be like a joke about him being shot but it's just like his bones because they're like shots fired but it was just his like bending bones over exploding his yeah struggles. although i do feel old when my bones might make sounds me too. So then uh, Lisa and Nick run away, and then Cletus picks them up, drives them the rest of the way. I remember the line. Everything got fucked up again, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay, yeah, so we were talking about Cletus, and he gives Lisa and Nick a ride to the island because Grandpa gets arrested. Um, he had a very gross line here about how he doesn't believe in outbreeding usually. And so Midge somehow finds out what Lisa's doing. She puts on huge water shoes and is struggling so hard. I don't said this so many times. A lot I, of it just goes on forever when they're I trying to do I don't know joke. if this is a reference that I don't understand. She's basically wearing giant sponges on her feet and just struggling very hard. Because she's like, trying to get to this little love island with a tree that... I don't really understand the stakes of what's going on in this episode where Lisa's trying to... Or Marge is trying to prevent something. Marge is trying to prevent Nick and Lisa from kissing. Grandpa tells Lisa she will have eternal love if she kisses someone under this tree. I don't know what this island is. So she's aiming to do that with Nick, but Nick's being a little bitch. Yeah. Um, he's complaining in the rowboat on the way there. Yeah, and then they get there, and he's like, your hands are really cold. And he puts his sleeves over his hands, which is... I'm so sorry, gross. I don't know what they're doing. Is... No, Sahil, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, I don't... <laughs> okay, sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> we have, uh, well, Homer has a stupid line, women in shoes, am I right? Yes, he does say that. Uh, we, ha... This is where we meet the Hemingway wives. Yeah, so then Lisa's about to kiss Nick, and she has this, like... I don't know, hallucination mm-hmm. um, of Hemingway's first two wives and then the, the swordfish. There's like a swordfish, which is, I maybe it's something I don't that understand. That hung on Hemingway's wall. He said Hemingway used to pee in the fireplace. Yep. So uh, there's that. Cool. Um, and then, so like, Nick is also in on the, uh, the myth, I guess, the lore, because he was like, Lisa asks him if the kiss is for eternity, and he says it is. Mm-hmm. And then he bitches, his lips are cold. Yeah. Things really start to unravel with Nick and Lisa. Lisa really sees... doesn't really like him anymore, yeah. She really sees what for what he is. He eventually, they they break off, and his his departing line to Lisa was, God gave me this gift to lie to girls, which is such a scummy... Sounds like one of those things you would be hearing at a... You know when you pay for a convention thing and just yep. like how to talk to women, like that bullshit? It sounds like that kind of guy. You'd have a t-shirt that says that? Yep, yeah. But he's that, he is a character where they, like it, it exists in real life. That like faux poet, smart guy, like, I don't yeah, really know how absolutely. to describe him. No, Sensitive guy mean. that, yeah. Um, uh, it's like somewhere at the intersection of like art bro and... Yeah bro bro yeah yeah um uh, during all this homer somehow has a like a 
speedboat powerboat thing. yeah well march gets mitch gets there first with her unconventional shoes mm-hmm. and she's like it's it's stupid that i came here you're fine you're always fine and then lisa says i'm fine but i couldn't do it the person you kiss under the mulberry is someone you'll love for the rest of your life so then midge kisses her not like gross like on the head like not like pairing. when she was talking about being attracted to your dad earlier <laughs> yeah not like she didn't have a crush on me no. let's not get it don't get it twisted this is not the porn parody on uh no. on the internet you'd find um and then they walk back together on the unconventional water shoes and then at that point homer is trying to come uh save them in a boat immediately capsizes and says i hear if a fat guy stops moving he floats and then there's the myth cracked stamp because he does not float and that's the end we had two different valentine's day episodes that really kind of dealt with two different types of characters both were love interests of lisa technically did you, you have <laughs> i was gonna say do you have a best moment from both episodes uh my best moment from the first episode was in the scene in i love lisa where after the crusty's uh anniversary show when Ralph is at the pond talking about how Lisa humiliated him on TV and Wiggum's there and the, <laughs> the duck has steals his badge and he's like, my, that duck stole my badge and the duck is like, has the badge in his mouth and they're both like waddling away. Yeah, so I love that. That's my favorite moment from that one. And my favorite moment from this one, we both laughed at the parrot. <laughs> yeah, the parrot, because it was very, it was a big non sequitur that just kind of came out of nowhere talk to the wink this week <laughs> yeah that was fun um and i we also both laughed at uh, gill in the fountain yep yep so that i guess those were my favorite moments from this one uh how about you i would i one of this i have a couple from that first one i guess but mm-hmm. like anytime you do skinner in vietnam i love it yep uh the johnny 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 is a very classic line uh the monster mash just because i love how yeah. stupid the song is and how the opening and closing have the same kind of joke to it and then i love anytime crusty's hosting a show right the wow we saw yeah uh they show the like johnny carson like highlights and the sideshow mel whacked out on wow we saw us i love that and it's just the expletives uh say your worst your least favorite moments from both my least favorite moments there isn't anything I really don't like. It. I mean, the the feeling of Ralph and like this sad losery character, right. like that. Yeah, well, like, the first time you said that you didn't, you felt that him being a good actor was too much of a departure, yes. which is interesting because I That's was like, right. I was all hype on him being a good actor, and I guess my question really is like, once again, I know you said that it seems like a departure from his character, but isn't that like one of the first introductions to his character? uh Maybe, like I, how do we yeah. decide what is accurate but he, he just gets dumber beyond that like i know but yeah. that's what i'm like i know that's yeah no i see what you mean i like i don't hate it i like i, I find it funny it's, no i think it's 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 interesting i think to consider both angles mm-hmm. whether that's just kind of like a throwaway and i just love that musical sequence in general uh oh, worst worst moments for the daughter also rises uh i have a couple actually i accidentally put talk to the wing under worst when it should be in the best oh no i didn't like lunch lady doris suddenly being back the new voice actor it's like that's just yeah it's kind of like why did you get rid of the character in the first place the triplet scene that was creeping us out yep 
that just would never end. It kept going. And then I didn't like seeing inside of Milhouse's body. That felt mm. like a itchy and scratchy joke. But, uh, yeah, that would be, that would probably be the worst. I mean, it, it was just, it wasn't the most offensive episode we've watched for new ones, but it was just kind of there. Once again, I'm glad without, yeah, I think we both said that we're glad we watched it twice because I had, like, no notes the first time, which makes sense that the first time we talked about it, we were and very that, abstract in talking about it. Not that the first episode, or the, the second episode was more confusing of a plot, it was just, there's just not as much fun to it. Once again, I don't, I cannot tell if I'm missing something or missing like a, yeah, pop culture reference or if that's just a joke, like that's just an original joke from the writers. But also, as I've said, my rebuttal to that is even, yeah, as watching them growing up, my dad would be like, he understandably was like, this isn't really a show for kids. Yeah. And then like, we'd be, if it was on, he'd laugh and be like you're laughing he's like you don't know but you don't understand why i'm Mm -hmm. laughing which is true because even when i watched them again as an adult like there were so many things that i didn't understand the first time but like my whole point is like i still enjoyed it regardless of understanding or not so yeah no i i no it totally makes sense and like Um, yeah the older you get the more you can watch these and appreciate them yeah so um i guess my my least favorite uh scenes from each one in I Love Lisa, my, my least favorite scene is when Chief Wiggum is telling Ralph that he needs to be oh. more persistent with Lisa. We know that, like, in the Otto episode, well, in so many of the episodes, when a stupid character says something stupid, we know that... It's we no, all there's no know malice, that, it's just stupidity. Right, it, it's, just, it's, ignorance. it's just stupid, but at the same time, the first half of the episode is sad because Ralph, Ralph is such an outcast and he just doesn't know how to respond to any... He doesn't know how to socialize with anyone, and mm-hmm. so he, on top of the fact that he has no experience when, like, Lisa gives him the valentine, and then this is, like, the, the guidance he gets, it's just, I guess my thing with it is just that, like, it's not about the show, it's just about that, like, knowing that that is a real opinion, that people do, like, you know, like, oh, playing hard again, whatever, mm, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what bothers it's me about toxic, it. It's toxic, yeah. And so it's not about, I know the show But knows, look who's coming but... from. It's... Exactly. Um, Where's Sarah to help out with that? I know, Sarah's Sarah's out getting her purple hair did. Um, so that's my least favorite episode, or my least favorite part of I Love Lisa. And probably, I would say, yeah, my least favorite episode, or my least, <laughs> my least favorite <laughs> moments from The Daughter Also Rises are probably ones you said, like, the triplet scene yeah. is so crazy, and I don't know why they do that. I don't know what that is. I don't know why at all. And especially because they do have that quilt there telling you, like, I love my two children, like, twin life forever. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, why are they trying to make it seem so blatantly there's three of them? What is this? What is what is the point of introducing this? Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought it was a lot in turn and i mean overall in like the, the the pranks theme but yeah bart um shoving his phone down millhouse's throat to prove he's not inside out was gross yeah it's a bad visual um yeah so that's yeah, yeah we we both especially for that that new episode our favorite and least favorite are pretty much the same now the big question is how many uh, Valentine's-shaped chocolate heart baboon boxes? Hearts? Yeah, how many baboon hearts? Sorry. 
um, for both of them. I think yeah. we ranked the first one the last time out of Baboon Hearts. I want to revise it because I, I feel like I always give the classic episodes five. I'm going to give um, I Love Lisa, I said four point, like, I don't know, some weird decimal. I'm going to say four and a half. Yeah. Baboon no, Hearts. that's good. And I'm going to give um, The Daughter Also Rises. I'm going to do the opposite because I think I said three and I think I was too generous because it's just it's just kind of boring. Yeah. So let's say two and a half. Yeah. I don't know. I rate them all the same, but whatever. What's your rating? So much like you, I, I think I'll go 4.8 out of 5. And then for the second episode... For the second episode, you know what? After rewatching that again, I might just drop it down to a 2. Because mm, I think you said 2.5 last yeah, time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said 2.5, but like a 2, just because it, it, it is kind of a boring episode. I know, it's interesting it's we dropped our ratings bad. when we had more notes, because there was like so much stuff we... Now that I know what the plot fully was, mm-hmm. but... Well, that was yet another classic episode of The Simpsons with a, another classic new episode of the simpsons yeah uh that was the first and hopefully many valentine's day themed lesser and eliza's crash course in depravity may cupid bless you all on this sacred lupercalia day yes um, that word that she said i hope that you have many naked babies fly through your window and they have those Quivers full of erotic love in those arrows, and they'll just quivers? get you. What? Quivers? Isn't that what it's called when you keep your arrows in it with like a bow and arrow? A quiver? I always think of like Qu- someone shaking when I hear quiver. Yes, I'm not insane. Oh wow, you're totally right. Like Ayo. Green Arrow has quivers. Well, that was our podcast uh thanks again for listening and we'll be back next week with a probably themed episode i mean they're always gonna have an overlying theme but don't worry we'll we'll come up with the theme there's an endless amount luckily it is yeah that's true there will be something woohoo smell you later (laughs) glad we both got it (laughs) Da-da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. <laughs>